You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. How are we? It is December. Crazy that it's December already. Again, December. (laughs) It's like WTF. Thanksgiving was just here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is episode 77, which is a great number. We're recording it on 1212, which is an even auspicious number. And I just, seven's one of my lucky numbers. So 12 is my number. (laughs) Hey, see, the Freud's Angels team is on luck today. Welcome back because we last week we weren't we weren't recording so we're coming back on a good one. Yes, and we had a wonderful download session before we got on here as we always do and so it's a it's a good times. It's good times and it's always I'm always super grateful and thankful for the support that that we create in this environment and that you know not only for our listeners but for us, you know, for us because oh, you to create a partnership that's equally supportive is a very rare thing indeed. And I'm grateful to have had that experience and to continue to have the experience and that, you know, we support each other in all things for its angels, but as well as our own businesses, we both have our own separate businesses and the to to be supportive. And I think to be like cheering each other on is something that most people don't have. And I'm here for that. And I'm here for just the fact that, you know, we're wonderful people and that it's always good to have them in your corner, you know? So, (laughs) however, I digress because I'm all in the holiday feels of gratitude and and space. And I, and I super am because I, that's, this is when I get into my moments of like, super thankful the year is ending and I look back and I, you know, I kind of look at just life and I look at, wow, how much we've changed, we've grown, you know, individually together. And it's just, it's like, wow, it's like, I, I don't, I'm grateful. So today we're going to talk about something fun. Vanessa, what are we talking about? We are going to talk about gift giving because the tis the season for freaking out. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe not everybody's freaking out, but I feel like everybody on some level has a moment at least of like, what am I going to do this season about gifts? Whether it be that financially it's going to be a strain or it's going to be hard to think of something and be creative. Like I am not a very good gift giver. I think I have this big feeling when I get people things. I'm very logical. (laughs) not everybody receives logically. So um, I think, you know, it's a good, it's a good topic because a lot of people low level, maybe won't even say anything about how they feel about gift giving and just kind of go with the flow and 
do what you're supposed to do and just suffer in silence. And we are not here for people suffering in silence. So we're going to not do that today. We're going to open it wide up and talk about what it's like, you know, in this season, what can you do to, you know, have this be an experience of loving to give and loving to receive and not having obligation be part of it and not having, you know, a, a big financial crisis because of it. Um, and that's, I mean, it means it's going to be a lot. So yeah. <laughs> buckle in y'all. <laughs> Get ready for the ride of your life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So let's tackle the idea of obligation first. Um, you know, I, some in my life so early on, like I always felt obligated, you know, somebody gives you a gift, you have to give a gift back. And, you know, and it's, it's not true because most of the time people give gifts because they're just doing it because they thought of you or, you know, there's, there's no law. This was back in the, I think in the days where you were proper and that you were, um, that you did things like, oh, like a gentry, like, oh, you never go and visit someone's house without a, a gift or, or something, you, a hostess gift. You never go to dinner at somebody's house without giving them a gift. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's that kind of mentality. But what we don't understand is that we did not, and here's, here's, here's something that you can apply outside of gift giving. Mm-hmm. If someone's giving you something or doing something for you, well, Yes, appreciate being grateful, appreciative is important. I agree, saying thank you, being grateful for it, but they never asked you to do it. Yeah. So it does not create obligation. Like they may say, Well, I do all these things for you and 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 you don't do them in return and it's overwhelming. And you know, you could say, I'm sorry that that you feel that it's overwhelming, but I never asked you to do those things. I appreciate them and I'm grateful for them, but I didn't ask you, I didn't ask you to give me a gift. Therefore, you know, do I want to most of the time? Sure. Because I love people. And I've already thought about, I'm the one who's usually giving the gifts, but you know, it's, we have to remember is that we can't have an expectation. And it, cause you can't expect because you spent all this time and you got this gift or you made the gift or you took all this time and thinking about that person, that, that is the expectation and it was, will be reciprocated. Yeah. You can't gift mm-hmm. giving is, should not be gifts with strings, just ribbons, right. no strings, right. <laughs> you know, and absolutely. Yeah. And so we have to be very careful, I think about when we're on the receiving end of the idea of a gift that we're don't feel obligated because it feels yucky. It doesn't feel good. It feels like it comes from a space of lack, a space of like, we didn't do enough or that we're doing it from a space of, Oh, it's just obligation, not from a space of love. I mean, that's how I see it. Oh, a hundred percent. It's not connected like we are not connected to love when we are connected to obligation and I love that you came right out the gate and was like as much as we we need to talk about receiving we need to talk about the givers out there making sure that you're giving 
and not having that string being attached. And I think that that is very difficult for people, some people to do because that motivation for giving what you're just talking about right now, the connectivity to love and wanting to give out of that space of love does not come with strings. It never does. Right. Like when, if, if I want to go give somebody a hug, right. And I'm doing that out of love. Like, I just want to like feel your energy and, and love on you. That doesn't mean in 10 minutes, you have to ask me for a hug or the hug meant nothing, right? Like (laughs) that's kind of that space that we get into with gift giving that you don't care about me if you don't reciprocate. And if that's the kind of feeling that you have, then it is like time to full stop (laughs) while you're listening to this and examine where you're putting worth and what obligation you're putting, you're trying to put on people and where that expectation is coming from that, you know, like where, where you're getting your love signals from and how to like, kind of cut that cord from there. So I, I mean, I really felt like, I feel like most of the, what we talk about today will probably not be about that specific energy, but it's really freaking important for the giver to examine all of that. Do not give if you are going to be upset that you don't get in return. Yep, because it's not from a space of love. It's from a space of expectation. Yes, and validation and proving things and, you know, like all kinds of actual negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, I just want to make sure that we... I wanted (laughs) you I was waiting for your two cents on it. (laughs) So... And it is important because I know I've been there. I've done that obligate. I've done that giving, wanting someone to give in return. Um, I've been there. I've done that. I'm like, oh, girl, uh, that doesn't mean that they have to do anything for you. That That's, you know, and it every creates- relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> but I've done all these things like, yeah, you did all Vanessa. Check yourself. Nobody yeah. asked you to do it. <laughs> Exactly. And you know, and the thing of it is, is it creates a worse situation for you when the other person understands that they're not obligated to give you a gift in return. And if they feel obligated to give you a gift in return, it's not the gift that you really want that has a lot of thought behind it or love behind it because it's out of obligation. So really, when you give a gift with strings, you're setting both people up for disappointment, for the idea of no love, like there's no love happening trust me. And Mm -hmm. you, you take away from the whole meaning behind giving someone a gift and you've lost twice already just by doing it out of doing it with strings attached. Right. And honestly, we give empty gifts, right? We give empty gifts when they are not with love. Right. We receive empty gifts when they are not with love. Right. And you're expecting someone to give one back with love out of obligation. Not cool. Not cool. (laughs) Right. 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 And that's a perfect, I think that's a perfect way to start because I think that that is like, it became this way because of that, right? Like our whole gift giving dilemma has come from strings being attached to giving gifts. It has, you know, it is because of losing what a gift is, not just at the holidays, but anytime you know, and that it has created such negative energy around gift giving a lot. Right. And we're going to, we're going to get into some more of that, you know, of how expensive was the gift? 
how much do you love me? Do you love me $200 or do you love me $10, <laughs> right? So much shit has come out of losing the spirit of giving yep. for the sake of giving. It's, it's become monetized. It's become the idea of, you know, my Christmas present was bigger than yours. And, yeah. you know, and he loves me because he bought me a 10 carat ring and you only got two carats. And it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it's ugly energy. Now. Yep. That kind of stuff does not leave a warm heart at night. Let me tell you something. And, and those people live in those fake worlds and those facades and good for them. That's just not where I want to live. But anyways, <laughs> let's get on to the part where we talk about money and gifts and how sometimes we don't need to spend our entire life savings on giving gifts that we can give meaningful gifts in a very economical way. Because friends, let me tell you something. I am the person who will go broke like my mom at Christmas because I want to buy everything for everybody. Not because I'm expecting in return, but because I love them. And I love giving, I love giving people the things that they are joyous about creating them. Like we're doing handmade Christmas this year amongst the group of friends I have. And so we are all making our gifts, which is fine, but I'm not a crafty person, but online digitally, I'm master. Like I'm crafty. Like I love creating like Shutterfly and Zazzle is my favorite two websites, you know, and creating yeah. those things. And so, and that's what I do now. They can get costly <laughs> yeah, if can. I don't hit a good discount day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I have to, I have to sometimes say, okay, you know what? You spent five hours creating gifts yeah. and that's a lot of time creating that there's a lot of time and effort into it there's a lot of love and thought put into that so okay so that costs you know say thirty dollars that's enough you've given enough heartfelt psychic energy and love and kindness and thoughtfulness into this gift for this specific person that's enough but see my tendency is to go then overboard like okay i created the gift now what am i going to get them for you know, for like other stuff, like I want to go and get other stuff, but I'm like, one thing is enough, friend. You don't have to overgive, but you know, I see things and I'm like, Oh, that person would love that. Or that person would love that. Okay. So then they can go and buy it. You know, it's like, I have to remind my, I have to rein myself back in. Like we don't need to go broke for Christmas friend. Well, it's hard because I feel like You know, for me anyway, because I don't, I'm not a good gift giver to myself more than anything. And I am the one who knows, like, if there's anybody in the world who knows what to get somebody for a gift, I know what to get myself for a gift because I know myself, right? Like, and I will get a practical gift, which is great. Like, I'll ask for a practical gift. Like, I'm not the person who gets upset if you buy me a vacuum cleaner, if I need a vacuum cleaner, because now I don't have to buy a vacuum cleaner. And that's awesome. Right. Like I'm stoked about it. But so because I don't do that for myself, I don't buy myself gifts. I feel like showering gifts on everybody else because they don't buy themselves gifts. It's like I, I put myself onto everybody else of wanting them to not feel the lack that I feel. Yeah. And it's like, 
it goes way overboard, right? Like very easily. It absolutely can. And the only way that I got over that was being flat broke. I could not, <laughs> like I couldn't, I didn't even have credit cards in order to charge my way through Christmas that year. I was like, well, shit, if you want to give gifts, you're going to have to make some cheap ass, like you're going to have to take whatever you got and put it together. And you know what? That year I made gifts that friends still have 12 years later, like that were, they, they were painted wine glasses and each one of them, I put like three things on them that are uniquely them. Right. So I got the wine glasses at Dollar Tree <laughs> because I buy everything at Dollar Tree, but, and then, you know, paints are pretty cheap and I had some laying around. So like, I can think of right now, like, so like my friend Colleen, it was like, I put like a, an outline of Elvis cause Elvis is her favorite. And I put like the New York Rangers because the Rangers are her favorite. And then one other thing, and I painted it on there and I baked it so that if the stuff wouldn't come off and it literally is like a holder for things on display in her house. She doesn't use it as a wine glass. And to me, it was like, I was panicking my way through that Christmas thinking I could never get anybody anything that mattered because I didn't have any money. And the reality of it was, was that that was such a personal gift. And I, I think I gave a bunch of them that year because I was broke, I was sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> and like, it was when I really discovered the idea of like, I, ha- I had lost the art of giving a gift because I had been living in that space of you have to buy people things that they wouldn't buy for themselves. You have to spend a certain amount of money in order to not look cheap. It was like such a desperation, you know, shot to be able to just like, I just need to give them something right. And learning like, Oh, okay. You know, like you need to flip this around and think about why you've been giving gifts. Think about the gifts you receive and the connection that you have to them. And I mean, friends, that was not easy for me, but the only way I could have done it was from literally not having the money. Cause I would have just kept doing it. If I had the money, yeah. I would have just kept believing that monetary value was the, was how I showed love. And, you know, you know, me, I can get on a big old money tear about how it's made up and ruined our entire lives, but, (laughs) 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 but regardless, we need it. So I try to rein that in, but you know, I mean, that comes from Christmases with a narcissist who wanted to know how much the watch was that I bought for him you know, like trying to evaluate how much money he spent versus how much money I spent. I get it guys. You didn't, it didn't just come from you because you're like innately, you know, bad people who are just giving with strings. Like these things happen through trauma. These things happen through, you know, just desire for a feeling and love and, and, but we don't need to do it anymore. It's 2021. We can break free from all of this. Yeah. And a lot of people I think are in the situation this year where it comes to the idea of not having any money. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that what, I mean, friends, the gifts that I cherish the most are little tiny things that people have given me over the years. I have a pin Okay, I have a pin. Like I was saying back to like 90, I would say like 96 or 97. Um, it was a Valentine's Day 
And my dad gave me this pin that says, Moo loves you, baby. And it was a heart with a cow on top of it. It was a little tiny thing. And it's like you pin on your lapel, your coat or whatever. I had that thing pinned to my coat for years. And then one day I lost it and I was devastated. And it was probably $3 or something. And somebody found it in the parking lot. And I was so like, oh my God, I was so freaking thrilled to have it back again. I still have it. I can't put on a coat anymore because it's smushed, but you know, (laughs) I still have it. That thing was $3, but it was so connected to that space of feeling loved, feeling like he cared and that you know, that he never gives me gift. He never gave me gifts or anything, but to have that was like, wow, you thought of me and you thought of something that, that, you know, at the time I was into the whole cow thing, cow print and all that. So it was, you know, it was just something that meant a lot to me. And those are the little things that I keep. And that I have like uh, my downstairs neighbor, gave me this sun catcher that was totally beautiful. It was brass and it had, you know, beaded, you know, glass beads and it was beautiful, but it was something she had in her house that someone that, that she had gotten from somewhere and she didn't remember. And I had admired it because I loved it. Mm -hmm. And so she had decided that she wanted to give it to me because I loved it so much. And I, and, and that it was something that in her heart, like, we always talk about those grandmas that re-gift things and in our homes and we kind of are like, uh, you know, yeah. but, but a lot of times it comes with a lot of heart because that's all they got, but they wanted to give you a gift. And that's something too, that I think that we need to recognize is that sometimes there's people in our lives that don't have a lot and they want to give us gifts. So if somebody gives you a gift, Maybe something really weird and something you're totally not connected to, but they're so excited about giving you that gift that it's not about the item. It's about the love that came with it. Yes. Absolutely. So be very conscious and aware of how, how it's being given, who it's being given from their circumstances and the, and how the, the energy they're giving it with, because my aunt Mimi used to, uh, she had, oh, she did those Christmas clubs at the bank where you put like $5 a month in for us kids. And so we'd all have like a hundred dollars at the end of the year in order to go buy Christmas presents. I mean, she did that for us every year. It was like the coolest thing. Yeah. And, but it was like, you know, and then, so she would give us like sweaters that are really weird but it was just like we loved them because we knew she gave it to us with that sense of love and that sense of kindness and that's what she did and it was just like but just the love that's how she loved us right right and I even think of like when you say that I think of like um I can remember getting a gift I can remember it very clearly for my birthday and it made no sense to me like I opened it up and I was like this doesn't have me written. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. And I, I, you know, I thanked the person and was like, you know, thank you for thinking of me. You know, you didn't have to get me anything. It was my birthday party, but I didn't care who came empty handed or not. Like, I just wanted people around me, you know, to celebrate my birthday with. Um, and 
I didn't really like the gift. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't really like it. It kind of sat on my shelf for a while. And I remember saying to my ex-boyfriend, like kind of being like, I don't really get this gift, but I'm holding on to it because like, I know that it meant something and I don't like, but I'm afraid to ask, right? Like I was so terrified to ask. Um, and you know what happened? Uh, my ex is an idiot. And he made a, a horrible comment in front of that person about like, oh yeah, like that thing that you gave and she does, she still doesn't know why you gave it or something like that. And I was like, this is the worst moment of my mother effing life. Like, what is wrong with you? Like you have no like tact. Why would you do that? And the person like kind of laughed it off a little bit and I was mortified and she explained it. And when she explained it, I said, I can see the logic there, but you know what else she said? I couldn't come to your party without giving you a gift. So I thought like that made sense. And I was like, well, damn it. If that doesn't call me out too, right. Of like, don't give me a gift just because you think you have to. And then the logic, you know, like logically do it or whatever. Like if you don't love what you are giving me because it means something, you don't even have to do it. Yeah. Right. Like, and so thinking about that and being like, like humanizing my family members even for times where they probably mailed it in because they were like, I don't want to not give you something, you know, like, or like, like if a family member gave me money and I felt like it was like, there was no effort involved. It was like, now as an adult, I'm like, well, I'm really glad you didn't give me a gift that sucked because you felt like you couldn't give me money. Like you gave me what you felt like in your heart would help me the most. And I judged it like shame on me, man. But you know, we, we live in this society that doesn't really teach us to humanize the people that are giving us the gifts, right. To, to, to look at aunt Mimi and go, she thinks that this is like the most amazing thing. She wants to help us buy gifts. She wants to give us things that are special to us, like in the form of a sweater or something like that. Like that's where the love is. It's weird. We don't need to judge the gift. We need to think about the love. And she lived on a fixed income. So, you Mm -hmm. know, she didn't have any money, but she did this. She made it a priority to do these things every year. Like that was her priority in life. And it was like all throughout the year. She was thinking of you every year, every every time. She deposited that money every time. Yep. I'm having a moment with you because that means- We're all silent so because we're having this moment. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I don't know what to do with myself right now. Because $5 a week means so much more than running to Target and buying me something because you think $60 of a something matters. Buying me a bunch of candles because you know I like candles. That that matters, but don't do it out of obligation. Right, but right. Thinking about that, like what that person did that's amazing that's love man like no way around it and so it isn't just a hundred dollars at christmas it's you know something very very thoughtful and we really i think you know need to get back to that you know when we think of christmas right like even if you're not a christian we're all about like jesus baby jesus right (laughs) what what were baby jesus's gifts yeah (laughs) 
right? Have some freaking incense. Yeah. <laughs> Break it. You're a baby. Her. Here's some incense. <laughs> right? What the hell? Yeah. Right? Like if, if somebody had come to the hospital with incense for my kid, I would have been like, this is an interesting gift. Like, but hey, you know what I mean? But there was meaning behind that, that it wasn't about, you know, the worth of it. It was about the meaning of it and what it was supposed to bring to that person's life. And if you're going to talk about baby Jesus, then can you apply, can everybody go ahead and apply that concept, right? Of like, no, they brought incense. That was the gift giving that happened on the first effing Christmas. Look at where we have gone with this. There was no comparison. There wasn't like, well, baby Jesus got Franken, you know, the frankincense and myrrh and like this baby got whatever. Like it was never about that. It was just the, the, the gift of this human coming into the world and, you know, just celebrating it. And so if we're going to celebrate each other, then we don't need to put negative energy on it. We need to put more positive energy on it. We're going to heal if we use more positive energy. We're going to continue to bury ourselves in finances and feelings and obligation if we don't stop this. Like, and I really think that that's the energy we came in here with is that we're not like just trying to, you know, pontificate just sit here and be like, ah. I mean, it's real feeling over here. We really feel for everybody struggling with this topic because we've been there. We've been on the giving side. We've been on the receiving side and we are, we do this podcast every week to try to help people get out of pain. And we don't, there shouldn't be pain around this. There shouldn't be the, the strife. There shouldn't be the sadness that that goes on like and and unless we have these conversations it's going to keep happening you know yeah. i mean i think that for the most part it's you know people say a lot of things and then do the opposite right people will say you know shop small you don't have to whatever and then they just go nuts because of obligation and like it it hurts my heart to even think about you know how how that works you know, for people who are still in that space. So, I mean, here we are <laughs> exploring these things, crying <laughs> because of like <laughs> that real, that real emotion coming through that matters so much. Well, and it matters. It did, you know, as a kid, I, I can't say that I handled that in the situ- in the best way because none of us do you know, we just, because my mother, I mean, what did she do? She bought us more gifts than she could afford. She did that. She, you know, put herself in debt every Christmas for the sake of Christmas. And it was like, well, of course we love our gifts, but it didn't, it didn't frame us in the right energy to, to handle and receive gifts from others. Whereas with my mom, it became an expectation. And then when she was laid off and she couldn't provide, there was disruption in our household about the lack of gifts. And that's, you may say, oh, you kids are ungrateful. No, I'm sorry. She built that expectation through the years of overgiving. And how are you supposed to learn anything other than that when you're four 
or five or six. And, you know, and we're in our teenage years and all of a sudden the gifts are gone and there's very few. Like, how are you supposed to co- calculate that? Like, what did we do to, to deserve less? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, we internalized it. We didn't think, oh, mom doesn't have money, therefore she can't buy gifts. We're not even in that space of understanding the whole economic part of this. So I, those of you with children, I'm telling you, I encourage you to not make Christmas about the gift giving. Uh Uh-huh. And definitely not about whether you are good or bad, Right. (laughs) because my God, there's a lot of good children out there that don't get gifts and that has nothing to do with it. Right. And exactly. that's what happens, right? Like, so we in that expectation, right? You're, you're a kid, man. Like you're so impressionable and you hold on to everything because the critical thinking doesn't exist. Your entire world exists inside your home. So what you see, what you hear is what you believe. And so if you've had Christmases that were huge and you're being told everywhere that good girls and boys get gifts for Christmas and bad boys and girls get coal and then one Christmas you don't get anything it's not going to matter what that adult tells you because you already have the internal programming that tells you what all of that means there's a lack of love I haven't been good enough I'm not good enough and oh what happens when you're 30 something years old and you're still telling yourself you're not good enough to receive gifts yeah because your tiny little brain was programmed to believe that when you were small. And I think we've, you know, like we do have an obligation as parents to change that narrative and to at least talk about it. Right. We don't have to ruin Christmas for every child and, you know, have that Santa Claus conversation, but we can, we can leave the good and bad out of it. We can make every Christmas be, you know, just kind of normal, right? Like we don't overdo it. And, and just, you know, like there's some, there's some people, you know, like it was going around one of the mom groups of like something you need, something you want, something you can read. And then I forget what the last thing was, but like having like a four gift idea thing so that every year your kids expect four gifts. And that's not a lot of money, right? Like you really think you can hit, you can bang that out in a hundred dollars, right? Like if you're really, you know, and, and something like that, it releases you from obligation. It keeps them understanding that this has nothing to do with your worth, nothing at all. Yeah. Well, still to this day, still to this day, like Christmas, I, and it's not, I don't have an expectation of gifts. But I, there's a sure big disappointment when Santa didn't come with his pile of gifts or that, that there isn't, I don't get a lot of gifts in the year. It's not a conscious, like, oh, I'm disappointed. No, I'm not. That's not where I'm at. But subconsciously, Mm -hmm. there's a feeling of sense of like, what didn't I do this year? What, why, why isn't there gifts? you know, like it's because of me that, that the lack of gifts that I've received and there's still that narrative, even if it's subconscious, I, I hear it every now and again. And I'm like, what, what? No girl, this isn't the way that it works anymore, but Mm -hmm. it's still there because of for, you know, for 12 years of my life, receiving like hundreds of presents at Christmas. 
like like it was unreal like it was higher than the tree like that sickness that you know that the it's just gross Mm -hmm. and my mom is that's her love language though yeah so yeah it's hard it's hard because you know that they're trying to say they love you but at the same time it's just but it's again that's how parents pass on their woundings to their children it's just can we not do it in presence please yeah please 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 because that's the programming right like the program our programming is not in the front of our mind i've been watching the brain on um Amazon Prime and it's I mean it's it's blowing my mind literally and figuratively just really reinforcing a lot of that stuff that I do already know but kind of watching it more of a practical application of every single thing we experience feel know it's stored in our brains we don't ever lose anything we sometimes temporarily lose access to it because it doesn't need to be in the forefront of our minds it doesn't need to be in our consciousness because it's not prevalent enough for it to be in our consciousness but it doesn't mean that it disappears and that means that when something similar feels it tickles that area of your brain even when you don't want it to even when you don't realize that that's happening it's I mean it happens because our brains are wired to help us recognize every single thing that's ever happened before. And so we know what to do with it. And when we don't know what to do with it, <laughs> that's the problem, right? Like, right. So you know what to do with it for the most part now, because you've done that work to be like, girl, this is not like, this is your old programming. This is from, you know, Christmas's past. We are, we have the ghost of Christmas past does not live here anymore. Ghost of Christmas present says, <laughs> and Christmas future says that, you know, your worthiness has nothing to do with this, that love, you've got love all year and that this damn day of the year is not a definition of love, you know, but a lot of people don't have that awareness. They haven't done that work and that healing. So these woundings continue and are, and, and those subconscious processes get tickled around this time of year and people don't understand, you know, to sit in that awareness and stop it, stop the process from going. And I mean, it's really sad. Like I, it's, it takes a lot of taking apart. Like, I don't even think this is something that a lot of people can do on their own. Like there has to be conversations there has to be intense like like depth of of conversation and depth of getting into those feelings and 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 sometimes releasing them whether it be through crying whether it be through energy work something to kind of rewire that part of your brain to say it's okay that this is not what's like to literally rewiring that so when it gets tickled again you have a different message but it's hard, man. Like this is, you get the signals from everywhere. So you can do all of this work, but again, because it never leaves, right. Never leaves. When you look at somebody's Facebook, this happens to, this happens to women all the time. When you look at somebody's Facebook and somebody got a big old diamond for Christmas, (laughs) right. If you haven't done the work, you're like, nobody loves me. (laughs) Right. Like I will never get a diamond for Christmas and it will never be that big. How many times I've heard people say that? And it's like, dude, no, 
that has nothing to do with your worth or theirs. Well, and I think too, is that sometimes we need to have someone come in with a different point of view. Like we need that help to realize that our law, our thinking isn't logical and it isn't true. Like we need someone to validate that we feel that way, but to say, no, 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 no. That's it's, it's, that's just a false belief, you know, that's, but cause here's what I see and here's what it is because when it comes to your worthiness and gifts and getting gifts and receiving it, it's so hard. It is so hard to take your worth out, out of that. And especially if it's an issue to begin with, one of the things that quote, I was creating something this weekend and I came across a quote, quote from wonder woman and said, it's not about what you deserve. It's about what you believe. Yeah. And it's so true because all of us deserve abundance, health, wealth, and yeah. you know, all that. But if we don't believe that we do, then chances are we're not able to manifest. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so I think in some ways it's like, we have to outside of the gifts like we have to say we're worthy. We, I believe that I'm worthy of love and kindness and empathy. And that's not to say that I'm going to get a thousand gifts, but despite the gifts, like I'm always deserving. I'm always, I believe that I'm always deserving and worthy of, of that type of love. And that's, I think where the shift happens, like we don't need gifts to validate our worthiness anymore. We begin to need them less and less and understand that, our, our worthiness doesn't come from receiving them. It comes from something else. Yeah. And, you know, and so when we can receive one without feeling the need to return it or not receive it, but feel the need to love and give to others, that it is done without strings attached or the feelings of obligation, mm-hmm. that it is received and given in pure types of energy of love. Right. And that it's not ours not ours to carry if somebody does that if somebody does give with a string and somebody does raise holy hell because they didn't get it's not yours to carry and that's hard i get it right because most of the time when we're dealing with gift exchange there are people that we love right and so that hurts it really hurts to to have you know somebody reject either a gift that we've given or reject the, the idea that we aren't giving right now because it's not in our it's not in our love space to be giving at this moment but we give all the other time I mean you got to take the gifts out of it honestly I mean it's hard to do when I don't think we're ever going to be able to eliminate the gifts from it but I think it the closer we can get to that the easier it is for everybody right like giving love is not a gift right giving love is a gift and this and this and this, right? Like, so we're not just putting it on that. So if somebody comes to my house, like my neighbors, my neighbors and I, our love language is baking for each other. Is it because we bake over bake (laughs) and neither one of us can finish? Absolutely. A hundred percent but it's given with love. They want to give it to me. I want to give it to them. My, what, what, you know, what I, my abundance, my abundance cup flows over. That's a gift that I give to them. And it's, it's not judged. It's appreciated. It's seen for what it is, which is a love exchange. And it doesn't, 
you know, it doesn't equate the same as like if I went out and bought a Lowe's gift card, right? Like, because that isn't with love, that's with obligation. Yeah. You know, my, my returning their, their love um, can come in many different forms. And if we can kind of like internalize that, that you show up to Christmas and you don't really have anything, maybe you bake something for everybody and it costs $3, you know, in materials is enough that just your presence there is the gift. Right. Which is one of my favorite memes. It's, it's Oprah wearing a big bow dress. And it was like me showing up empty handed to remind everybody that I'm their gift. (laughs) (laughs) And and if you know a person who's building a house or a crafty project, a Lowe's gift card probably would go a long way. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But that's, that's right. Like, so that's that love space that you're giving from of like, dude, I'm going to help them like build their house. Right. Or, you know, we can give from the, I better get them something. Here's a $50 Lowe's card. I guess yeah. maybe someday they'll no. use it. Totally not the same, no. right? No. And, right. And giving the gift of your presence. But I mean, I get it. Like, so we're saying it and it sounds like utopian, right? Because even as we're saying it, I'm like, dude, there's so much negative energy about this that like there are people going, yeah, sure. I'm going to show up empty handed. It's going to be totally fine. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to rail everybody a new one and tell them that I, that I'm not giving any gifts and it's okay. I hear you. I can already hear you right now saying I'm not doing it, (laughs) not doing it. But if we have these conversations, if we pull ourselves back, if we rein ourselves in and we're all doing it collectively, right? Like we're rippling. Everything we do is about a ripple. And if we're all rippling, we're all going to change the energy around it. Yep. So your ripple may not be that you show up empty handed, but your ripple this year may be, I'm going to set a freaking limit that I'm comfortable with and everybody's going to fit in there. And that's it. Yes. Right. That may be your part of the ripple. Totally. And here's the thing. Part of gift giving is knowing the person you're giving to. What are the things that speak the most to this person? How does that person receive a gift? What is that person like about receiving a gift? Like, what are the type of gifts? Like, for example, there's my friend, my, and I know I bring him up all the time, my, because he's <laughs> such an example. My friend, Yeshua, would rather you not give him a gift that he doesn't want or that is going to clutter his house or that he's just going to re-gift anyways. <laughs> he would rather get a gift certificate so that he can choose what he wants so that he can be happy with the gift you gave him. And he can feel like this is, I got this, this person gave me this gift that I've chosen. Like yes. that's how he works. Now, mm-hmm. He has given, he's like, you're, he has given me the torch of being one of the only people that he will allow that he enjoys the gifts I buy. But the reason why, the reason why is because I listen, I listen to his desires. I listen to his needs. I listen to how he thinks. I listen to some of the things like when he's like, oh my God, I so wish that, you know, that I really want that. So like, 
for example, I mean, he tells me the things that he's looking at or wants to buy. And sometimes I have to tell him, you should wait for Santa to bring that to you because, <laughs> you know, I don't right. want to screw up the fact that I bought it for him already. Don't go buy right. one. No. So, yeah. Yeah. Like but, no gifts, no buying yourself gifts in the, in the month of December. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no well, it's his birthday too in the month of December. So it's like, don't know. <laughs> like, but it's, it's just so much of me. Like we have to pay attention to who the person is. Yeah. Stop just buying candles for people because people like smelly candles. Like sit and talk with a person experience get out of yourself and look at who the person is what the person likes what the person believes in what the person needs or maybe you see them coveting like they're like they're online like oh my gosh like I would love to buy that beautiful dress you know or maybe they're like oh my gosh like I really want this accessory for the kitchen or this accessory for my car or something of that nature. Like they have the um, sense of like they're, they have something they want, but they won't allow themselves to buy it. That's where I step in. And I'm like, I'm either going to give you money towards that thing in a way that's like gift certificate or visa gift card, or I'm going to buy the thing because I just, because when people get it, I know that they're going to love it. I know that's that that's part of their heart and their wishes. Sometimes I don't do any of that. Sometimes I create something that speaks to them. Like I didn't know I created him a calendar a year ago for Christmas. And it had, I, I, I went through his Instagram and took pictures and his Facebook pictures and like I did. And I created this calendar and every month had a word that was associated with those pictures. I okay. didn't know how impactful that calendar was going to be for him for 12 months of the year. Like that yeah. gift gave back 12 months out of the year and the energies that when I put it together, because, you know, spirits always with me, the mm-hmm. energies of each of those months was right on to what he needed. Like when he needed courage, it was the month of courage. When he Mm -hmm. needed family, it was the month of gathering and family. When he needed, you know, whatever word was there was, was what he needed that month, what he experienced in that month. So it was like the, the universe was saying, you know, this is, this is going to support him and it has all year. And so it was like, damn, that took me five hours to create. And it, and it, you know, maybe cost me 35, $40, but in the end, it 12 months of giving that gift game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, like I also made him a coffee mug that, you know, one of the ones that it's black and then you put hot water in it. And yeah. I, I, that like, so every time he uses it, it's like, oh, it's Miss yeah. Kitty, like his cat. Like, so the things I've created him are all about what, what I've learned about him. Not so much what I think he would want, but what I've heard and what I've learned about him. Like we are office supply fanatics. I created him his own post-it notes with his names on it. Like, I mean, like excited. Are you kidding? Like that was like one of the best gifts, but it was one of the most inexpensive things to do. Yeah. Right. Right. We don't have to go and buy hundreds of thousands of dollars of things 
to help people and make them happy. Yeah. We just have to listen to the external sayings and desires and wants from people that, you know, that just, it's like, oh, you know, it's like me just, you know, wanting time and help. Like that's a gift to me. Like when, you know, Roman and Sue showed up to help, it was like, oh my God, like that was, that was a gift because from a person, a, a professional independent person, like that's time is a gift for me and people know that. And so we have to listen, we have to experience and connect with the people because that's what Christmas is about, honey. It's about like connecting with loved ones and our chosen family and, and family. If we're still connected to our given family, like we it's connectivity it's it's understanding that it's creating community coming together sharing the love that we have for each other sometimes that's through gifts sometimes that's through just being with each other and hearing okay. each other and listening and that's that's what this is about it isn't it isn't about gifts it's a it's about coming together learning each other, hearing each other, holding space, being present for each other when you love each other. I mean, it is so, I think that that's the gift that we don't realize everybody actually needs. Everybody Mm -hmm. in this world needs that love, time, energy, and connectivity. That's what we all need. And I think we finally got a little dose of understanding when we couldn't. Yes. (laughs) Gather, right? Like how many people lost their ever loving minds and how many people are continuing to lose their ever loving minds this year saying like, you will not steal my time from my family away. Okay. So as you're getting mad, (laughs) also remember why you're mad. You're mad because the connectivity matters. Cause you know what? You can send a gift from your home. You're mad because you want time, you want energy, you want love. You don't want gifts. So keep that in mind and remember that that is the important thing because we are responsible for teaching each other this concept if we want to release ourselves and the younger generation. You know, like when I sit with Scarlett and we, we try to do gift stuff. I mean, we really try to like, well, what do they like? What do they do? Whatever, you know, like we're observing. I'm trying to teach her how to observe people for who they are. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, while I, I, I mean, I really do believe this. I'm, I'm a terrible gift giver because I, I go too far. Right. Like I want to be useful <laughs> and I, I do, I go too far. So I'll think about who people are, what they do. And then I will get them something to make, to help them do that more efficiently. Well, guess what? Sometimes people don't want to do things more efficiently. So it's like, I've got, you know, like this is my own, it's like my own issue of things to to think about. It's not that I ever give gifts that people don't ever use, but I know the energy that I'm giving it with it's confusion and it's trying to be useful because I don't know how to be creative in their lives. Sometimes when I let go of that and I do that work that you're just talking about of like, what do those people do on a regular basis? What's their favorite thing? What do they love to eat? What do, what, how, like, you know, so if somebody loves soup, getting them like a bomb, like soup mug thing, like one of those big ass, like, 
mugs yep. <laughs> it's like hell yeah right like and, and that doesn't have to cost a lot of money but it means it's like that's something that that person is going to love and for me it's great because it's useful but <laughs> you know like really I, being able to sit in that like reconnecting to it being about person to person and not about money to money and kind of turning around what we what we are doing all of this for yeah you know we're not doing it for stature anymore we're not doing it to go show off anymore you know like that's we need to get rid of that energy we need to do things that make us feel proud and that other people are receiving with like love and understanding that it's not the gift that's the love it's the love behind the gift and talking about the love behind the gift right? My parents could not afford a PlayStation when they bought us a PlayStation. We knew that. It was probably the only time we ever got anything like that. And that's why it was so special, right? Because they didn't, they didn't, it felt like they overextended themselves because we were like, oh my God, they can't afford it. They didn't really do that on a regular basis. So it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I guess this year they were able to do that. Like this year, they felt like this was, this was what we were going to love to do together so much and they weren't wrong we did that was a togetherness thing you know with with us as siblings it 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 held a different energy we weren't being spoiled about it we weren't bragging about it and telling everybody like oh we've got this it was never about that we felt like oh man like wow you love you like like you really thought about what we were going to do with this it was not about being the best parents it wasn't about showing off to anybody it was literally about our children you know this is something we had nintendo before that they play together nice probably some of it was that <laughs> the only time they're not fighting is when they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> what the piece of right? this house <laughs> absolutely and that could have been some of the energy too <laughs> right but it wasn't a like it wasn't like we love you this much it was like we love you yeah and this is something that's gonna you know that you're gonna feel love from and it was you know and and I think that that that's something that's missing a lot of kids are just kind of making random wishes and getting them and there's no there's, there's no connection of love there's connection of greed and wanting and needing and being able to have more than other people. And that's not because kids are ungrateful because kids learn everything. They yeah. learned it from yeah. somebody. Yep. <laughs> so next time you want to call a kid ungrateful or a spoiled brat, I need you to remember that if you're talking about your child, you created somebody yeah. who has I an expectation. Right. Like you didn't explain to them. Right. Like my kid kind of gets what she wants but we have lots of explanations she doesn't like to hear them sometimes we have lots of explanations you know hey if you want that thing that means that you have to be patient when mommy's working because that's how I get the money for that thing you know and so I need your patience in exchange for that thing that you want right like and that changes the energy of it right like that becomes a labor of love my work in order to give to her right? Like, it's not about you just get what you want and mommy likes to buy you off. It's like, (laughs) there's the energy exchange that goes on here, kid. And, you know, that's creating a kid that understands service, right? Like that you do things in order to get things maybe for other people or to provide for other people. I mean, 
we could go on and on. I know. I was just thinking that exact same thing. You're in my head. I'm like, dude, we could go down this tangent for another two and a half hours. And I'm not sure that we'd cover everything either. But, you know, it's like, I hope we've at least given you time to pause, whether we've planted seeds or not, whether you have decided to shift your gift giving or not, that we hope that we've given you food for thought if not to just understand the idea of giving with strings and the idea of obligation. If that's all you've taken from this, fantastic. If you begin to create more meaningful connectivity, connective type of gifts, fantastic. But either way, we hope that it has served to help challenge your belief system around gifts and maybe even challenge the idea of your worthiness connected to receiving gifts because that is huge and that's important too. But um, we, this podcast will be one more podcast before Christmas. But if you don't catch that one, we do hope that you have a merry, merry Christmas or that you have a happy Yule, depending on what you um, celebrate. Hanukkah has already happened. was the last week of November. So for those who we missed, happy Hanukkah and um, happy Kwanzaa to those who are coming up. Whatever you celebrate, we wish you happy and merry and all of that. <laughs> yes. And if you are having difficulty with this, if you got like major triggered and are like, whoa, dude, I want to be part of this that you're talking about, but I don't know how we're here. Reach out. We can help you. We can help you talk about it. We can help you energetically release it we can do that for you because we want to, first yeah. of all, like we're about our ripple, right? Like this is, this is how we, we do ripples is, is this podcast. Well, but we also truly believe in it. We truly believe that every person who's holding this energy is better served by releasing it. So yeah. we're here to help you do that. We get it. It's not going to be a push and we're not going to be misunderstood, you know, like we're not going to be pushy and tell you that you're, you know, you're wrong if you can't get out of it. But, you know, if it's something that sounds like you want to work on it, we're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Both together and in our individual practices, we're here for you in any way, whatever it is you need. So we love you and we hope that you find a bit of peace and wonderment and calm and joy in your holiday season. Yes. Love you guys. See you next week. Love you. Thank you for joining us on Freud's angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us to continue the healing. Connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.